Hello, everybody, and welcome to another amazing episode of The Joy of Being, where I, your host, mum and effortless lifestyle coach, Marina Pearson, talk to transformational professionals, business owners, and creatives about unplugging from the worries and stresses of life to light up with insight and joy. Welcome to another amazing episode of The Joy of Being. And today I have the honor of interviewing Grace Kelly, who's an established business coach. She helps people open to their inner wisdom and true confidence to create healthy, stylish, and accomplished lives and careers they truly want. Grace specializes in helping coaches move to a new level of success in their business, and she supports them in defining their marketing message and services more clearly so they can make an impact doing what they love. Having successfully left her nine to five in London, Grace went on to generate a quarter of a million dollars in the first 18 months of her new business and travel the world hosting clients in beautiful locations. Today, her passion is bringing clients home to her house and retreat in Italy. On today's episode, The Quantum Business and Lifestyle Formula, Grace and I explored what it takes to make quantum leaps in your business and life. Grace shared how she needed to say no to one of the biggest business opportunities for her life to actually make the quantum leap she was seeking, which in this case was to find her joy and leave her insecurities behind. So if you're struggling to find enjoyment in your business and you truly desire to get out of the more, more, more cycle versus actually I have enough, then this episode will blow your socks off. Enjoy. So welcome, Grace. I'm so excited to have you on this podcast today, The Joy of Being. Gosh, I haven't spoken to you in years. It's crazy. It's so wonderful to have you here. I have very fond memories of us hanging out in Italy doing personal development together, which seemed like such a chore back then. And now it just seems that transformation is just so much more effortless and and just comes naturally. So thank you so much for being on this podcast here today, Grace. You're a success coach and you work with entrepreneurs to to create a more successful life and business. And I'm curious about your journey to the joy of being. And I know it's an ever-evolving journey. Uh, So yeah, take it away. (laughs) Well, thanks, Marina. It's lovely to be invited here indeed. And, And I too have fond memories of us on retreat in Italy And yeah, I mean, the joy of being for me has been an evolution because when you and I first met, I think that uh, it was more the joy of working things out, figuring things out and fixing things. And that was sort of where I started. You know, I was very, um, I was very caught up in sort of my psychology and looking at mindset and looking at how I could improve myself. And I find myself in that world of of self-improvement a lot of the time. Um, What happened initially for me was I I wanted to leave my day job and that's exactly what I did. I took myself out of the rat race and the London lifestyle I was in and I had the opportunity to move to Italy uh, with my partner. And initially we thought about being here for just 12 months. But that soon changed. (laughs) You know, there was something about being here that brought me into that joy of being, as you describe it, very naturally. 
I think the environment really lent itself to slowing down and, and connecting to oneself. And so as I, I guess, went more reflective and more inside, I felt this great desire to be of service again. So even though I'd left my job and you know, I had no idea what I was going to do next, I just had that yearning and that's sort of what I call that soul call or that wisdom call. And um, the, the space I started to look at was the potential of coaching. And for me, that was unusual because I hadn't really done it before. Of course, I was surrounded by coaches and I had access to coaches and I was working with the coach and all of that. But I hadn't saw it for myself as a career or as a possibility. And uh, that really uh, took me on the path of you know, learning how to coach and learning how to be effective and learning how to market and learning how to set up an online business. It was a real interesting time because it was a time of creation and absorption, but it also was a time where things began to happen very quickly for me. And I think my, my initial success was quite unheard of, you know, at that time for someone like me who was starting out. And because of that rapid growth, I quickly find myself very joyfully traveling the world, hosting clients, seeing clients, taking more courses, getting involved in more, absorbing more information, learning more techniques. And at some point on that journey, I, I felt myself off. I felt something was off. That joy of being you described wasn't there for me. There was a real sense of having got lost in a lot of stress and overwhelm and urgency, which didn't really make sense because, you know, I was doing well and I had clientele coming in and I was really in a space of creation and rapid growth. But the turning point came for me, Marina, when that feeling was there again, because it reminded me of being in my day job in London. And I said to myself, hold on a minute, you know, something's not right. Something's not, not quite connected here. And I was about to go to a next level, if you like, with my business. I had this huge opportunity. Every, the picture was painted for even more success. But I woke up one morning in, in a beautiful five-star hotel, which had become my norm at the time. And every part of my being screamed, no. And I had to literally let that opportunity go. And I didn't know what was going to happen next. But I trusted that wisdom. And I returned to Italy. And I kind of went within again for a few months. You know, I call that a sort of a self-enforced retreat. I retreated back within. And quickly those feelings of you know, inspiration and joy and passion and clarity began emerging once more. You know, I started feeling more connected to myself again. And that began to lead me on to a new journey. I'm really curious about the opportunity. What was the opportunity? Well, the opportunity was actually to go to a new level with a particular coach that um, was going to assist me in my business personally to moving it to a million dollars. And so I'd already hit the quarter of a million mark. So for this next stage together, 
it was very clear on what was going to happen next to move me to seven figures. So it was a very juicy opportunity. Uh, it wasn't easy to say no to. But in its essence, that was what it was about. A, a bigger influence, a greater exposure, and potentially a million dollars on the table. The reason why I asked that question was because I felt like to understand what you said no to was really important. Like from the outside in, right? It would seem that what you just did was nuts. But I love what you said is that you actually heard something that said, no, not here, not now. You need to go back. And I'm really curious then, you know, what happened next? Because you heard your wisdom call you. And I, over the years when I've been working with women who were stressed and overwhelmed and who either because they think it's the job that they're in or because they think it's the business that they have or, you know, that partner that's not doing enough in the house or whatever it might be. There's always that opportunity to really listen to the call, the voice, whatever you want to call it, wisdom. But often we don't listen to it. Often we decide that we're not going to do that thing because it makes no logical sense. In this case, it made no logical sense for you to say no. What happened next? Because my feeling is that you saying no to that opened up a whole new different direction for you that's actually had much more of an impact in your life and even probably your business. I'm just getting an intuitive hit on that one, but I'd love to know. And if someone's listening to say, what do I do? Whether it is a better opportunity, more money in the bank, more, 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 as opposed to what my heart's really saying. So I'd love you to share that because it's cool to see what happened next to sort of see, okay, let's just trust the process and see what happens. Yeah, Marina, great, great direction. You know, what really stood out for me at the time and perhaps why it was easy to hear my wisdom on that scenario was that I was feeling in myself that my well-being was extremely dependent on my circumstances. So to give you an example, there was one point we were in the Beverly Hills Hotel and hosting clients and I had to change room where I was sleeping three times because I was absolutely convinced that my lack of peace in the, in the moment was coming from the room. Like we do this, we do this all the time, but I, I was so caught up in my externals being correct. The room had to be right. The amount of money in the bank had to be a certain number for me to be okay. Um, my website had to look right. My image was extremely important and I had to appear a certain way. And so some part of me, not knowing it at that point, just had that feeling of something's off. The tiredness was creeping in. There was a lack of enjoyment, Marina, at, at different points. And I was doing well. I was traveling the world. I was in these beautiful, luxurious resorts. I was enjoying a lot of it, but a big part of it was just feeling off. So what happened next for me when I decided to step away from, from that treadmill to success is that initially I did that enforced retreat for a few months on my own and I freaked out. I mean, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to lose my business. No one's going to come to me anymore. You know, I didn't take that opportunity. Now what? But ultimately, I had to trust that call. I had to trust that internal no that I got. 
And at some point in the following months, I kind of came to the realization that I would like to put myself in a formalized retreat environment that would support me in, in having clarity because I was, I was noticing that I was spinning. <laughs> I was spinning like you do, you know, did I do the right thing? Should I have done something else? Et cetera, et cetera. So I find a retreat in Spain, actually, in Barcelona. And I decided to go and attend that retreat. And I had no clue what this retreat was really about. The advertising for this retreat mentioned the words well-being, innate confidence, and something like come along and discover the principles behind life. And I really, again, I trusted, I, you know, I was the typical marketeer in that sense. I was like, how is this person making any money with this really bad website? <laughs> you know, that actually got me curious because I had been taught in my journey to really flesh out the transformation and the benefits and what they're going to walk away with. So I was curious, Marina, and I went along. So this retreat, exploring these principles behind life, I walked into the room and there were lovely people. It was about a dozen people there. And the, the coach and the retreat leader, very welcoming. But throughout the course of the day, I noticed that I wasn't really able to connect with anyone. And I was, I was noticing again that I was worried about how I was measuring up. You know, oh my God, do I have the right clothes on? Oh my God, you know, is the, is the coach going to ask me a question and I'm not going to be able to answer it? You know, oh my God, what are they thinking of me? And I had this great sense of just disconnect, you know, and something about being in that environment, exploring those principles, my mind began to quieten down. And I had a profound insight that weekend that I was literally living in a state of self-consciousness. I was, I was basically spinning on insecure thought, particularly on the subject of myself. <laughs> the reason why I'm laughing is because is I can so relate. And I don't think you're the only person out there that feels the same way or experienced that. Yeah. But I'd, and here's the thing, Marina, I didn't see it until that moment. I lived my life in the story of how I was measuring up and, and needing to earn more money to feel better and, and needing even bigger lifestyle to feel better. I didn't know I was up to that game, that that was the game I was playing until that particular weekend. And something about hearing those principles opened a little bit of space in my mind, but enough space for me to relax and see something new. And that, that was my quantum leap, Marina. I finally bloody relaxed. <laughs> I, got, I got over my seriousness about myself. I let go of the self-consciousness and started, you know, ultimately being more grace. And... That was really profound. It was life-changing personally because, first of all, my body felt different. Physically, I began to change a bit, actually. Um, and then, and, and mentally, I felt free. 
and creative and certain and confident. Now, I thought those things only came from having the right mindset, reading the right books, working with the right mentors, having enough money in the bank, and being around the correct circumstances. I had no idea that this was available to me in any moment when I wasn't lost in insecure thought. And that was huge. And over time, that had an impact on my business. You know, before I had mastered all these great marketing techniques, and, and sometimes they would work and sometimes they wouldn't. What began to happen was I just started showing up more, less self-conscious, more grace, sharing my story, coming onto camera, doing interviews like this. There would have been a time I'd say no to this, afraid of how I'd be perceived, afraid of my image, afraid of so much. I opened up and began sharing. And as a result of that, People were drawn to me, and I saw a whole new way of running a business. Initially, I called it an invisible marketing at work. And then later, when I was having a lovely coaching session with one of my mentors, she described it as spiritual marketing at work, you see? So the personal impact was initially huge. If you can imagine that going from insecure and having your well-being dependent on the external to feeling confident free and not being moved by your external gosh there's so much in that that i really want to kind of explore but the first thing that comes to mind is you talk about the principles so for someone that doesn't know who's listening who's like what are the principles because i know that that was me at that five years ago what are the principles? What, what is this thing that we call the principles? Mm -hmm. Well, I'll do my best to describe this. Uh, you've definitely come across it before I have. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty new to this, but I'll do my best. But these principles are really dictating every experience in life. And they are at work whether we are aware of them or not. And they're divided into three, like many of us can understand in the best way possible when things are in a trinity. They're divided into mind, consciousness, and thought. And ultimately, these principles are changing the face of psychology and psychiatry today because they're really pointing people back to the missing link. And the missing link being thought. You know, that, that how we use the principle of thought really has an impact on our lives and what happens. So for me, just hearing something about these principles that are at work all around us, and one of the ways that I like to describe it is, it's like an acorn knows how to become an oak tree and an embryo knows how to become a baby without you or I doing anything about it, Marina, okay? Because those principles are at work. Okay, they're always at work, whether we're aware of them or not. And so there was something about hearing uh, the truth in those that woke me up to a whole new world that helped me see how I was using the principle of thought. And particularly that gave me a sense of peace that whatever happens in life, we are connected to wisdom, we are connected to mind consciousness and thought, and that we have 
always got the answer and the solution within if we will just give ourselves a chance to settle down that, that insecure mind. Beautiful. What I really heard in that is that we're only ever living in the feeling of our thinking in the moment, 100% of the time. There's nothing other than that that we're experiencing. And I know it may look like circumstances are giving us a feeling or people are giving us a feeling or we have a problem with money or we have a problem with spouse or we have a problem with how much work we have or we have a problem with people not showing up or not enough clients. But actually, I actually heard something new today, which is that the only problem we're ever up against is not seeing that all of that is coming from thought. It sounds to me that this journey for you was you were very much living in the feeling of your circumstances for a really long time without knowing it. Because I, I totally get that. Like, you know, I've often found when I come out of it, like I've, I've had a big profound insight that just gets rid of a whole bunch of insecurity that I had. I didn't even know that I was walking around with that amount of insecurity. It was only after the fact. You're like, whoa, that's crazy shit. Like, I didn't even realize. Wow, that's so cool. Um, but that's what's available to all of us. Not just me and Grace um, for the listeners here today. Not just, you know, the others that I've interviewed. But for you too. So, you know, you talked about how people started to be attracted to you, spiritual marketing. And so what have been some of those quantum leaps that you've seen for yourself in the last, because I, I guess it's about two years that you've been yeah. looking in this direction. So yeah, what are some of those quantum leaps that have been absolutely effortless? What really began to emerge for me is quantum leaps. You know, and I see this in my clients too. It's not unique to me. But one of the things that I began to notice, Marina, initially were that I used to spend a lot of time taking things really personally, particularly in my relationship. So I have this wonderful Italian fiance who, if for anyone that knows what that's like, you know that there's a great expressiveness yeah, I'm with an Latin American man. So, <laughs> so he, he's great at expressing himself. But when, when, I, when we would get into arguments and things would blow up, I would get so moved and take things so personally. And he would just be like, why, why is it such a big deal if I blow up like that? But to me, it just used to move me a lot to the point that I would be in and out of our relationship most of the time, one foot in, one foot out, leaving all the time, coming back. There was no sense of stability. When I began to see where my experience was coming from and got that, initially that intellectual understanding that it was thought and it was my thought, right? Uh, something about just understanding that helped me realize that the person in front of me was simply in a low state of mind in the moment. And their way of dealing with it was to blow up. Now, my way of dealing with sort of arguments or anger or anything like that used to be to run away and hide and retreat and take it personal and be upset. That stopped moving me. In fact, it was quite, it, was, it got really interesting for me to just engage uh, my partner and anyone else in my life where there was conflict with this with a sort of effortless listening and compassion 
I began to see that people were up against their own levels of thought. And in the moment when you are, you know, overwhelmed or stressed or live, like you said, living in that feeling, sometimes the best people can do is blow up and get mad or get upset or, you know, whatever it is they decide to do. But for whatever reason in the past, I used to think that was about me, that their upset and their anger was about me. And that made relationships difficult. It made, uh, you know, relationships with clients a bit uneasy at times because if they got upset with anything, I would immediately assume that it was my fault. You know, so every, my world in terms of relationships is where things really began to change quite dramatically. Um, finally, after 10 years, we got engaged. Yay! I, <laughs> I know that Karina knows my partner because you spend time with us here, but finally, after 10 years, I was able to say yes because I was, you know, I was no longer in that one foot in, one foot out scenario. So for me, that was a quantum leap personally. From the business front, it's interesting that I spent more time enjoying life and going back to basics, cooking, reading, walking. This idea of being stuck behind my computer, mastering the next marketing technique did not make sense to me anymore. And so what I started to do, Marina, was I started to simply go on video that had never happened before. I used to be behind perfect photo shoots and perfect websites. I started to go on video and I started to share my journey. So initially I became more visible and people started coming forward without my pitching to them or sort of you know doing the usual uh, elements. As a result of that, I birthed a new group program, I'd never done that before. I started groups very naturally. I didn't have to do much marketing at all for that. And then I birthed uh, more retreats and I started inviting clients to come and join me in Italy uh, for, for five to six days. And what happened was quite miraculous because I doubled my profits in the space of 12 months. And that was, a, that was big news to me, Marina, because I was sitting around kind of saying to myself, oh, well, I guess we can do without lots of money and success. I guess we're getting to enjoy life anyway. So I guess that, that, that'll do. I had no idea because I was so used to creating success and income through hard effort. So I just assumed that because I wasn't putting in hard effort, I, I was going to be subject to a big decline. In fact, the opposite has happened. I just so love this because it's so been my experience too. And, you know, it's so funny how with all of the guests, there's always been a moment where I'm just like, oh yeah, that's been my experience, or at least that's the experience that I'm experiencing at the moment. And it's, it's so subtle, isn't it? That somehow hard work equals monumentous results. But actually what I've come to see and what you've beautifully said and communicated is that a quiet mind does that all on its own. And the more relaxed you are, 
more you're just enjoying your life, the more these crazy, wonderful opportunities just show up out of nowhere. And also, it seems to me that the more quiet we become, the easier it is for us to listen. And we just take two or three actions. But that accounts for like maybe a whole month's worth of hours because we're actually taking action from a place that makes the most sense to us that isn't coming from insecurity necessarily and that allows us to go right well that's the next step then all of that is something that I've really experienced in the last two and two and a half months three months where I had this major insight in that what I'm doing right now isn't working so if it's not working I'm just going to go and just wait until the answer comes to me. Mm-hmm. And it did inevitably, as it always does in this podcast. And this doesn't seem like work to me at all. In fact, I'm like, why did I do this before? But I think we've been indoctrinated to think that we have to do long hours, that we have to do lots of work. Now, for someone who may be listening here and going, right, well, that's all great for you. And you, Grace, which is beautiful, by the way, that you um, have that name, Grace, because it's very telltelling, basically, on, what, on the journey that you're on, right? Everything done with Grace. But also, for someone that isn't walking in this world yet, who is literally working hard, long hours, just can't figure out how just by enjoying themselves this could work, what would you love to share on that basis? Like what's been your experience, maybe the experience of your clients that you've seen, maybe a story that you'd love to share? Yeah, and I, I, can, I can remember what that's like. Like it's not like this, I've suddenly changed um, or rather my change was 40 years ago. Like just a few years ago, a few short years ago, I was living in urgency and stress and overwhelm every day. Like that was just my norm. So for those women and men and whoever's listening that, that that is their norm, you know, what, what I tend to say and, and to my clients too is that if you can begin to notice that the feeling is feedback for your state of mind and is not evidence for anything else, then it really begins to make a difference because I'll give you an example, Marina. I used to get really stressed and anxious about money and I had loads of money coming in, but I have all the stress and anxiety about money. And for some reason, I used to link my feeling of stress and anxiety. I used to link it to money and to my business. And I used to get so caught up in the feelings of urgency and overwhelm and stress because I really thought the feeling meant something bad about the future, something bad about me and money, something bad about my business. Through these principles, as I began to understand that the feeling was just letting me know that I had got caught up intellectually, was just letting me know that my state of mind was going south. It didn't make sense to me anymore to take the feeling seriously and start worrying about money or business or anything else. So for those walking around in this world that are really, really in those feelings, my initial encouragement is to just know that those feelings are feedback for your state of mind. They are not evidence that your business is going down, that your future is in trouble, or that 
you're going nowhere. You know, that's a big one I get when people come to me. They're absolutely convinced that the feeling they're in means they're never going to make it in their career or their business, or they can't leave their job, or they're never going to get their quantum leap. As we start to see that the feeling is feedback, it's not evidence, then that alone begins, it, we begin to lose our grip. And as we lose our grip and our seriousness and our tightness, we open up to that wisdom within and we get our next idea, like you described, Marina, with the podcast. We get our next idea and guess what? We have the bandwidth to act on the idea. Yeah, it, it's really interesting. You know, the relaxed mind is really the sort of invisible KPI of any business, I think. But we've been just been so indoctrinated to think that it's how many hours you put in, you know, the next strategy that you've got to put in place. It's so counterintuitive, isn't it? Mm -hmm. To think that the only thing you really need to do is just chill the fuck out. <laughs> and life will be just become so much more enjoyable. And as a result of that, opportunities will start arising. It's so counterintuitive, especially when you've been living in that reality for so long that that can't even begin to compute that the secret to the joy of being is a relaxed mind, is a quiet mind, is a joy and clarity that is innate. Because, you know, I know you did City Confidence Girl. Was that right? City Confidence Girl, yeah. Yeah. We're just, we're just yeah. rebranding now. <laughs> cool. And it kind of occurs to me that confidence isn't something that you have to find. It's something innate, right? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful point. That confidence and that well-being is there. But for us getting so lost in our insecure thought. And when I hear you talking about relaxing and chilling out, Marina, it's so true. And the thing that has helped me to be able to do that is in seeing that my thoughts have absolutely no meaning unless I decide to give them so. Duh. <laughs> something about that just really, like, something about that just helped me totally relax. You know, the self-consciousness for me fell away because so often we're walking around in this world really caught up in our intellect, really falling for the thinking that we're recycling over and over again, really really getting into the story mm. and then something about recognizing that these thoughts are not evidence and don't have meaning unless you give them so really helps us relax so. yeah and something else that i've had the same insight but in a different way over and over is just because i think it doesn't mean i need to act on it like this sense of urgency that i used to be in a lot and, you know, people around me wouldn't understand it. It's like, you've left it for months and now you want me to do it all right now. And it's like, well, that feeling of urgency wasn't there during the entire month. And now it is. Now it all has to get done today. Yeah. <laughs> I used to think I was absolutely in that job. But I'm realizing now that I don't need to act on it. It's a bit like when you have a mosquito bite. And if you just leave the mosquito bite be, the itch will just go away on its own. But if you scratch it, it'll bleed or it will. Um, yeah. So I'm learning too that when I actually have an itch, I don't need to scratch it. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. 
Yeah, I mean, urgency is a big one for people. It was certainly my experience, you know, initially living in London and doing the day job and being the city girl. You know, the, the urgency was just a way of life. It was the norm. But again, you know, as we start to use our feelings as feedback rather than evidence that we better act quickly or we better we better do what the urgency is telling us to do. Right. You know, like it's just feedback that the state of mind has really gotten quicker. You know, for me, urgency lets me know, okay, Grace, you've really started to speed up. You've really started to fall for that, that speedy thinking. But when people innocently don't know that and they keep falling for the feeling, they innocently act on the feelings, of course, you know, they get insecure. I mean, all of these feelings to me, Marina, are just different levels of insecure thought. Urgency, stress, overwhelm, doubt, self-consciousness, panic. There are innate state. It was one of peace, stillness, joy, love. And that's confidence too. Yeah, because we often think that we have to get more confident, but actually what confidence really is, is what we experience when with a still mind, with a quiet mind. Yeah, I love to look at babies as an example. Like no baby needs to get more confidence. (laughs) You know, like, or if you ask a little child, you know, can you sing? Yes. Can you dance? Yes. Can you cook uh, an Indian meal for four? Yes. They don't like, they're not even considering uh, whether or not they can because they're, they're just great examples of that pure innate confidence that's always there. I think at some point on our journey, we just start to become more and more self-conscious until at some point we're just so caught up in that in form of insecurity that we assume we can't do things. We assume we can't have our quantum leap. We assume we can't get to the next level because this is as far as we can go. And so if we look at children as an example, that confidence is always there. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've got three half-year-olds and definitely (laughs) he teaches me about that every day. And I love what you said about, you know, thinking that just because we haven't, that we won't. And, And that's really like, something that I see a lot in my clients is they, and and also happened to me, I don't know about you, Grace, but thinking that just because something hasn't happened yet, that it won't, because that we're basing our past reference on something in the future that hasn't even happened yet, but we're not taking into consideration that we're going to have an insight along the way Mm -hmm. that will change the way that we see it and have a massive kind of a, I call them clarity bombs where they just go off in your head and you're like, whoa, I just really hadn't seen it like that. Yeah, I, I can completely connect to that, especially right now because we're rebranding Marina and it just feels to me like, oh my God, when is this ever going to get done? Is this, there's just, but there's, as we, as we engage a new direction, it seems to me that it does take longer than any of us actually originally expect, but the key is not, not to give up. The key is to see that as normal. You know, I, as we go about this particular rebrand, more, uh, more information is coming to me as we go along. So in a way, I'm glad that it's not all done and dusted on the deadline it was meant to be. You know, there's something about 
engage in a direction of travel and then letting the information and the insights lead the way. But you could be doing that until the day you die. <laughs> you could, but I think at some point you just know when you're done. You yeah. know? One of the things like one of the things my clientele come to me with is is around clarity and getting clear, you know, and and you can always tell when when someone is as clear as they're ever gonna get, you know, and now just putting on the brakes versus someone who's taking the clarity they have and acting on it in the moment. So, yeah. So one question I love to ask everybody that comes on this podcast is, what are you giving yourself permission to do more of? Because this is really about joy and expansion, like from a private perspective and from a commercial perspective. Well, this year I'm giving myself permission to be surrounded by more beauty. That is my key goal for the year. It's like I have a calling to work in a beautiful way and to experience life in an even deeper way around beauty. So initially what, what that means is rather than just coaching clients on Skype or Zoom or whatever, I'm really calling in more clients to come and spend time with me in the beauty of Puglia, Italy, where we are. And I'm actually renting out really luxurious, uh, luxury homes where I will host groups and individuals and just be surrounded by that beauty as I do my work. Uh, I'm, I'm blessed to have a level of beauty around me in the environment, but I feel like taking my work to that next level of beauty as well and just taking a stand for for that because there's something around that beauty that just wakes me up marina and you know um last year's theme seemed to be about getting more engaged with life and business and this year's theme seems to be you know bringing in more beauty around that and um and i'm also going to give myself permission to spend uh more time on retreat myself not just with my clients i mean that has been a fundamental way for me i given the amount of trainings and you know um programs i've invested in i have yet to see a more impactful way of creating change or next level growth than being on retreat so that i'm really passionate about that and uh i'm going to take myself off to somewhere beautiful, if anyone wants to recommend, I'm looking for an Ayurvedic resort for 10 days. Beautiful. Well, there's one in India I can recommend, but we can talk about that when we get off the show. Um, So I totally get the whole retreat thing. Like I run one retreat a year here in my villa in Spain and we did it last year and it was just so beautiful for women to come here and just be, and be given permission to just not do anything like just literally yeah. not do anything. Even that, like giving themselves permission to not do anything can really see, be such a huge step because there is so much commitment, obligation, work, children, you know, but to be able to give yourself permission to just be, I think that's the biggest gift you can give to yourself and to anybody else um, around you rather than a, you know, a car or a villa or a... <laughs> um, all those things are nice, but it's about the enjoyment of those things, right? So, uh, so if somebody wants to know more about your retreats, what's the best way to get in contact with you, my love? 
Well, you can email me directly. We have a couple of retreats coming up this year. The next one is in May. And uh, you can email me on grace at citygirlconfidence.com. Uh, and we also have a sales page, Marina. So if you want, I can give you the link to that. But please just let me know if you are um, coming forward that you're coming from Marina, because I always love to know where everybody's coming from. That would be great. So they can put the joy of being slash retreat in the subject line oh, yeah that's that's perfect that would be perfect yeah awesome. perfect well thank you so much um grace for coming on today it's been amazing to have you and wonderful to hear your story so until the next time bye bye for now And there you have it, another amazing episode of The Joy of Being. If you loved what you heard here today and it's been helpful, why not subscribe or share the podcast with others? And if you're curious as how you can experience more joy in your life and feel more carefree, then I invite you to download your Joy Catalyzer Scorecard at www.marinapearson.com scorecard, which will help you identify the joy gaps and what you can do to fill them. So until next week's episode, remember... You are the joy you seek.